I'm Jackie Patton, the founder of Inkblot Creative, and my favourite things are finding out what makes people tick and geeking out about how we communicate. On every episode of my new podcast, I'm going to be chatting to business leaders, creatives, and everyone in between about how they stay connected to their goals, their relationships, and their sense of purpose in a world where we're always glued to our screens. I love to chat, so every week you can tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher for the next free episode, and I'd love for you to be a part of this too, so why not head over to Instagram, at ink underscore blot underscore creative, to let me know what you think. This week I'm talking to Tom Faulkner. Tom's a chiropractor and the owner of Human Health. Now, I've known Tom for a really long time through his sister, but more recently he became my chiropractor. I learned so much about him that I didn't know during our chat and I really enjoyed talking to him about being a new dad to Freddie, how he built a really strong value system and why he believes we should think about the body and mind as one. It comes from living a life of automation where you're making choices and you obviously know you you like food, you you know some basic values but you don't consciously connect. There's never been a better time to focus on our physical and mental health. And although we don't talk about the coronavirus outbreak in this episode because we recorded this chat in January, I know that a lot of what Tom spoke to me about will help you now more than ever. Next week, I'm talking to Charlene Brown. Charlene's the founder of Howlett Brown. She's a former lawyer and she is a serial entrepreneur. We talked about keeping connected to family, not being afraid of big ambitions and how we all play a part in supporting each other, regardless of race, gender or sexuality. It's not to be missed, so please make sure to tune in. And if you missed our last episode with Lisa Springgate, what were you doing? Go and grab it now. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher or subscribe so you don't miss out. And don't forget to leave us a review if you like what you hear because they really do help. I hope everybody is keeping safe and I hope that this podcast gives you a little bit of light relief in what I know is a really difficult time. This is Stay Connected. That's the thing is, it's nice to be able to go back after something buzz and just and chill and just relax. Yeah, you'll never be able to do that again. Go for it. So, Tom, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's really, really good to be here. No worries. So, every episode I've asked our guests, and I'm smiling as I say this because I know what your object is and it makes me really happy. I've asked my guests to bring along an object that they feel really connected to. And I can see yours on the table. So do you want to tell us what it is? So my object isn't an iPhone 8. (laughs) (laughs) Although I am quite attached to it, as we all are with our phones. My my object is actually a a picture of me with my new son. And when was he um, born? He was born on the 27th, so last Thursday. Goodness um, me. After a very long labour. And um, fortunately, unfortunately, through emergency C-section, and both him and mum are doing really well. Oh, it's amazing. Look at him thing. in that and picture. So this is the moment in which he they wheeled him through whilst Georgie was recovering after general anaesthetic. And I didn't realise he was coming through. And they you look him through absolutely and blown away by that. Brought him through for some skin-to-skin contact, which is obviously important. And um, you can see I'm completely blown away. Oh, he's so tiny. Love, I fear. Yeah. Yeah. All the emotions all in your eyes above. in that picture. So it was an incredibly special moment, which obviously right now, just five days on, is really, you know, was all you can talk and think about, really. I'm not surprised. When you bring a new baby home, that's all-encompassing, isn't it? Yeah. So that's little Frederick. Frederick, great name as well. Is he going to be a Freddy? He already is a Freddy. Yes, he is. And you're like, Freddy, is it a double D-Y or an I-E? And it's an I-E. 
and we found it because it comes in a Toblerone. You know, Toblerone, you get the names. Well, then now. So his grandma just brought it around today and we said, it's Freddie with an IE. Well, it has to be because that's what's on the Toblerone <laughs> now. And one day he'll ask, why, mum and dad? Did you spell my name like that? And that's going to be the story forevermore. Because you got you kind of stick, you know, I, I'm a Thomas, but as soon as you go to school anyway, it's Tom. Yeah, straight you know, away. So, um, you know, already he's Frederick with a K and everyone's like, congratulations on Frederick with a CK. And you just think, you know what? It's going to be I'm what it's going to be. those people that's going to be like, so it's Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my name spelled everywhere going my yeah. whole life, so I feel his pain already. You'll be called worse things, I'm sure. Yeah. And you, before we started recording, you were mentioning that just after that picture was taken, obviously you're a chiropractor. Yeah. And you got to do an adjustment on your baby straight away. So it's tell like, us about that. What was that well, like? So, so as I said, so, you know, George was in recovery. I expected him to go straight to the boob upon her work, waking. I'm distraught of the fact that you know, there is a minute chance that I might lose both my fiance and my child in an operation, pulling my hair out in some room away from them. And, and what felt like moments later, you know, he gets wheeled into the room and they say, surprise, you know, and I was asking them, what to tell me the sex. And, you know, he's there with his, you know, he was not even crying, looking startled, you know, almost, almost a bit orphan-like, you know, with his head held over to the side from the trauma of the delivery of trying to use some intervention first and then the trauma of being pulled out in an emergency C-section. So, you know, apart from bursting into tears, as I said, and just embracing surprised. him and giving me a kiss, the first thing I actually got to do, ironically, after that, and all the preparation for a natural, beautiful home birth um, was actually, a, you know, use my skills to help his upper neck free out, which is the exact reason why we see so many babies and young children at, at human health because of upper neck injuries from birth anyway. Yeah, because so, there's lots of different things that can happen. It's not the way happen. that you think that things are going to go, but, you know, quite an incredible and beautiful start. And, you know, touch wood, he's been very calm, you know, and, and relaxed. And mum's okay, you said before, Georgie's doing well. Yeah, Georgie's doing really well. They're both feeding and bonding well. We've converted our little cottage into a bungalow, <laughs> so she doesn't have to move around far. And um, I'm chief nurse whilst I'm off work for a couple of weeks, which is really special. So this is nice because this is like a little a little respite for yeah, you. This is you get really to come out, like, yeah. have a cup of tea, have a chat. This is a nice day out for you, Tom. Should have got you in earlier. <laughs> then you could have cried off for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, no, very, very special. And amazing as well. And I know we said before, it was obviously not the kind of birth you guys had planned or that you hoped for, but all worked out in the end and you yeah, and that, you got you know, a healthy baby and birth. mum's okay. Yeah, you just have to be open-minded, don't you? you? I look after a lot of baby uh, babies and pregnant ladies through their pregnant journey. And I always just say, you know, a birth plan or preparation for a plan is important. And I think it helps you have a positive mindset, but you have to be open-minded because at the end of the day, you just don't know what's going to happen. No. Um, and we're so, you know, one thing I'm really grateful for in modern medicine is emergency healthcare that we might come on to after. And that's a beautiful example of a skill that we're lucky to have that can be done to save a life and to help people. Because, you know, know with the knowledge I have standing in front of both Georgie at, at the edge of a natural delivery in the labour ward and also having a heart monitor that's showing your child's, you know, heart rate drop with bradycardia into some significantly low levels that are dangerous is pretty tough. Yeah, um, to and the fact them. that you know that someone can do something in that moment is amazing. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, most importantly, as we said, they're both well. And he's so cute. And he's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, you look so happy. It's like tired, but happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So we talked about you being a chiropractor. First yep. adjustment this week on your yeah. newborn son. Mad. But did you always want to be a chiropractor? Did no, little Tom think that's what I wanted to do? I didn't know how to spell it when I first got to be on my side. I think I'd be able to spell it in a minute. Yeah, I didn't know it existed, and I'm sure most of the world doesn't. Yeah, currently, you know, with about hundred thousand chiropractors in the world, we're not we're not even close to serving ten percent of the world's population. So, wow. you, know, it is the fastest growing healthcare profession still, um, but there's a lot of a lot of lot of work to do, which is part of our mission too. Um, but no, in answer to your question, you know, oh, I suppose as a child, I want to be a professional rugby player. <laughs> You say that like everyone does. wants to, yeah. well, that or football. Yeah, You're exactly. one, of, one of the two, isn't it? And, um, you know, through Victoria College over here, we had a cadet force and um, I was in the Royal Air Force section of that. My dad's a commercial airline pilot. Uh, I didn't fancy that, but through the RAF experiences, I was you know, lucky to be exposed to, you know, I, I thought, you know, I wanted to be a pilot, a fast jet pilot. So I applied and, and actually got in for a flying scholarship. So at the age of 15, I started gliding. So, so at age 16, I started flying um, and, and increasing my hours of the RAF. And then before you start getting then tracked onto aptitude testing, further testing, and then separation if you make it through into fast jet, rotary, etc. Um, I was a bit sort of like, you know, I, I think this is what I want to do, but I'd like to just have a chat with someone, you know, one of the guys who does all the selections, Um about what life could look like in 10 years time. And that mm. was actually a tip given from me from a teacher at the time. And thankfully I did, because the guy sat me down and was, you know, we had a really good chat and he was like, can I be honest with you? And you're like, yeah. What's he gonna say? And he was like, I don't think you're arrogant enough. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, should I be offended at that? <laughs> yeah, is this good or bad? Yeah. I really wanna be um, a pilot. And he was like, don't get me wrong. He was like, I think you're fine. He was like, health-wise, eyesight, intelligence etc yeah, you can of make things. it through the test your flying's going well but he said yeah i don't think you're arrogant enough i said can you define that for me and he said well you know people don't ask questions when they're doing a job you know our pilots might be given an instruction and that might be to move to cyprus or move to this particular base that might be for two years picture yourself at 28 30 would you like to do that and more to the point you have to follow instructions without asking questions mm-hmm. and you're someone who asks a lot of questions i was like the guy knew me better than I knew myself, but I didn't even realise. But a good um, tip, like good for him to tell you that. Yeah, it was a real eye-opener. So he said, look, he said, you know, everything's still on track. So, you know, just you decide what you want to go and do. Um, have a good think about it. And I went away and um, and I just, for the first, but looking back at the most important time of my life, I asked myself some really important questions at the age of 17, <laughs> which was, you know, what, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? What am I interested in? What do I think my skill sets are? Something along those lines. And it, and it really matched up to, I love people, you know, I love sport, therefore vitality, health, etc. Looking after yourself, looking after other people. Yep. I always had an interest in that kind of stuff anyway, from the rugby side of performance. How can I get the most out of my body? Um, and and then I was like, well, professional rugby is not on the cards right now. So I'm not know. arrogant enough to be a pilot. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm sure anyone, pilot. anyone in the RAF, we're not saying you're arrogant. I'm yeah. sure you're lovely people. Yeah. This one person told that to Tom and we're just, you know, going along. Exactly. Um, and, you know, so I started looking at healthcare options. But to be honest, I didn't fancy any of the options above. I, I didn't fancy doing medicine, being a dentist, being a nurse, being a physio. You know, nothing really came up for me. Um, and when discussing it with your career students at the time, a lovely gentleman told me that actually I should probably reconsider when I eventually got told about chiropractic, 
He said, I don't think, you know, I wasn't, I was your average student at school. And he was like, he was like I think you should probably just look at something maybe a little bit more like sports rehabilitation, um, which is basically like a very glamorized masseuse. <laughs> and he said, he said, you just, why don't you go and do that? Uh, and there's no discredit to any sports rehabilitation people, by the way, because they do phenomenal work. But but that's not why he was saying it. He was saying it from a condescending point of view that your grades aren't good enough and that you shouldn't really look at something medical. Uh, are we allowed to swear? You can say whatever you like. Yeah. So in that, in that moment, you know, the, one of the things I really uh, prioritize in my own psychological mindset for what I do is my values in my whole life, not just my work. Um, and so I, you know, I was like, well, actually, this is a high value of mine. So I'm going to pursue it. So I was like, fuck you. <laughs> so the first point in my life in sick form, whilst having a great time, I suddenly switched my values at the time, which were for social, sport, fun at school and not achievement and swung onto achievement just to get onto the course. Uh, and leaving school a kind of average to good student, I suddenly went straight into the top 5% in the university I went to for chiropractic at the end of the year, which was a huge shock for me because... I knew I wanted to do the vocation, but I didn't think I was I would excel as soon as I put myself into that right spot. Um, Once you got your head in gear. Yeah. Interesting. So, and, and and go back to your question with the chiropractic. So along that journey, when I found out too, um, there's an incredible man, a uh, young man who was unfortunately injured last year called Will Ross. Yeah, I know Will. Um, you know, in Jersey, and he was a good friend of my sister at the time, and he was actually studying chiropractic at the time. Oh, so he was the person that surrounds me. We're having a beer. After doing some peer jumping as you do in Jersey. Standard. You know, and he turned around to me and he said, have you ever thought of chiropractic? And I said, who? <laughs> and he was like, and I was like, broke it down the spelling. And I was like, okay, tell me a bit about yeah, it. Yeah, what is did. it? So I went to observe someone who was a family friend, um, Sarah Wagstaff, who I ended up working my first job with. And and, and just something, you know, I'm not being airy-fairy, but just something inside of me as I was watching her for two hours was like, this is good. She's helping people. They seem really satisfied with their results. She seems to have a really good lifestyle. You know, nice enough car, even though I didn't think that was important to me. <laughs> you know, she seems but to not work now you need a decent size car because you've got babies, you've got to think about yeah. car suits, John. These things become important. It, exactly. And, and so at the age of 17, those little things that you think are important were like something about this is kind of working out um, and felt attracted to me. And so I was like, I'll pursue it. Mm. And that's when we talk about connection. That's what it is, isn't it? It's that moment where you go, this clicks with me yeah. for whatever reason. So I love the name of your podcast, actually. So when I was reading your email um, to me, and I was like, oh, what's Jackie actually focusing on? And it said staying connected, because to be honest, staying connected is about chiropractic to me, about staying connected to yourself, um, to your mindset, and, and your power zone too, to achieve whatever it is you want to do. So yeah, love it. Oh, thanks. Thanks very much. I just think that in your life, you have so many connections, don't you? People, things, yeah. times, places, jobs. Like, a whole of life's about connection. Yeah. And I spend my whole life talking about communicating, and that's all about connecting. So it just makes sense to me. That's yeah. kind of, I think about it a lot. Yeah. I just spend a lot of my time geeking out about stuff like that. So you mentioned that you were an average student at school. Yeah. So what... What were, what was Tom like as a kid then? You know, what was your day to day? Your family, school, so, similar to now, different? Very similar and different, really. Yeah, I was actually born in the UK, so I moved to Jersey when I was 10. As I said, my dad's a pilot, so we travelled a lot. So, you know, it was probably, probably easier for my parents, you know, financially and out of ease in some holidays 
and then holidays in general for us to travel with him often yeah. on trips instead of just being at home um so we spent you know privileged to spend a lot of our younger life doing that and being you know traipsed around different places and cities um which was incredible and really gave me you know where a lot of people growing up suddenly get to that age where they want to travel and traveling is a really high value of mine but having it throughout my life like that it always um it just felt like a part of it not as opposed to something i craved to go into a year away yeah. and then come back and stay in the same place for the rest of my life so you know growing up moving to jersey was a huge shift for me mm. um sport was a big part of my life you know i had a blessed to have a really really lovely upbringing um you know my dad's a provider you know he we we had a really bad relationship to us growing up you know so talking about connection yeah you know our we have a connection that you know is growing all the time now and i suppose we always hold that connection but emotionally it was very separated growing up um and but as i said he's an, he is an incredible father and provided everything i could ever ask for why do you why do you think it was harder before what do i think it was harder growing up mm. um you know i think i can't answer for him you know he yeah. he's an incredibly intelligent <laughs> guy you know upbringings um, yeah, just different role models psychologies emotional complications or things that we all go through in our lives that can hold us back from having intimate relationships with people in our family as we as we grow older um and, and also roles i think you know he was very much that provider role he's going away and working mm-hmm. my mum was looking after my sister and i you know she was a carer he was the provider and that worked perfectly um and and actually so the kind of clashing of heads that we had was a way for me in doing my own work on myself throughout my life of actually gaining strength mm. and the ability to look after myself, handle myself, um, communicate, etc. And as a kid, you kind of, your parents are your parents, aren't they? You don't really think of them as people. So like right, yeah. you think of your parent as that's my dad, that's my mum. Not that's a fully functioning human with all their own emotions, yeah. all their own stuff going on, all yeah. their own worries, all their own desires. So it's know, harder to build that connection as a child because you don't see them as a real person, really. No. And, and you know, someone once told me that the role of a parent is to fuck up their child, no matter how hard they try, because <laughs> it doesn't matter how hard you try, everyone ends up with a void mm. and then you want to fulfill the void. So whether how it's small, big, okay, dangerous, etc., that's going to be there. Um, and and standing on two sides of the story, fifteen years ago, I would have told you there was a part of me that probably really resented him, mm. you know, and wasn't comfortable with it. Now, I just want to spend more time with him, you know, have a beer with him, and tell him how grateful I am for everything I've experienced, especially now being a dad, mm. having this you know bundle of love and joy in front that's of you. That's your turn now, yeah. And being like, how did you? No one, you know. I have so much respect for you with what you've gone through. So it's funny as our life goes on how those roles switch, isn't it? Well, they say we become our parents. Um, and I think no matter how much you try not to, there's always bits of them you take with you, isn't it? Yeah, there's an you know, element. In, in, and I think the element of consciousness to choose that, mm. to be like, right, that I'm really grateful for that. I want to take that on. And this is who I am as a person, as a parent too. Um, yeah. And it'll keep going because now you've got your own son. It'll yeah, and I'm sure journey. he'll turn to me one day and be like, you're an arsehole. <laughs> And you'll be like, well, what are you going to do about <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> but it would have helped him. <laughs> yeah. I'm exactly. sure. And what about, so that's kind of, you got you got to being a chiropractor. I obviously know you because, well, I know your, your sister really well. But you are also my chiropractor. Shout yes. out to chiropractic, everybody. High five, Tom. Best bloody thing ever. 
if you're not a fan, get yourself down to human health and see so what how, they can do for you. How did you come into chiropractic then? Obviously I am. Somebody Hannah, drove into my car oh, and yeah. I got whiplash. And then Hannah said to me, well, I know someone that can help with that. And I thought, oh, this is a bunch of woo-woo. And then after seeing you, I was like, this is the best thing ever. And so, so what made the switch from you to... It just feels so good. You can. You, I just saw is it. Is this person a dark witch? Well, it wasn't so, really that for me. It was just I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And I think once, once you kind of are educated on it, and also, you know, once it starts to work... Like, I just felt the difference, and that's yeah. good enough for me. Well, results speak for themselves, Precisely. don't they? And, you know, I know lots of people that do lots of things that I think, that's a load of tosh. But if it works for them, makes you happy, makes you feel good. Yeah. So everyone's got their own choices. But for me, once I knew more about it, I was like, oh, no, that actually makes complete sense. <laughs> and I feel good doing it, so. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, something that's really important to me is investing in myself. Mm. So investing in your health, you know, I, I think today... Whenever I look at myself and my own, where I'm spending my own finances, I'm like, well, you know, it's so easy to just place priorities on so many other areas of our lives that just get wasted. And you if know, you're if not you healthy. That famous quote of the Dalai Lama that said that man spends his, you know, health gaining finances and then uses finances to gain health. But the problem is that then he's so fearful of the future, he's then not in the present and then dies not ever living properly. And that always kind of gets hold in my mind, probably. So true. Because yeah. if you're not healthy, what else have you got? Yeah. Isn't it? It's, it's your one thing. Your one thing that we should all be very thankful and grateful for and work for, I think. Yeah. And so that's interesting. So how do you... So obviously, I'm, I've let you in a little bit of my self-care as I go and see Tom for chiropractic. <laughs> but what do you do to switch off? Because you run Human Health in Jersey. Yeah. You're a new dad. Yeah. Human Health also expanded to... Amsterdam? Yeah, well, we it's it's a collaboration we have with another practice there. Okay, so there's that's things going on there. the last couple of years, yeah. So, so there's um, a lot going on. So yeah, what do you do to on. kind of... So I always call it to myself switching on instead of switching off because, you know, another thing that's really important to me is purpose. Mm. And I believe that we're multi-purpose beings as opposed to, you know, there's a lot of talk and actually as a young male, I felt a lot of pressure but coming into my 20s being like, What's your purpose in life? Yeah. Like, your one thing. One day I'll have a child to look after. And what's my purpose? I've got to fulfill it to earn a living. Yeah. And then actually, I'm like, actually, we're multi-purpose beings. You know, I'm I'm a son. I'm a brother. Now I'm a father. I'm a business owner. I'm also a chiropractor within the business. And so these different hats, what I see myself doing is just purely, if I leave work, you know, I might work late into the evening, say a clock off at 8.30 or 9, and I'm heading home to Georgie, and I just try and, um, take even a minute or two it's not fancy of just taking a conscious moment to drop back into myself mm. so I go from being business owner and which I probably finish the day with after chiropractor yeah back into Tom then from there I can then go into fiance or spouse um which but it's a easier choice than it is to do and I'm far from perfect at it but it's you know you know we never really master everything do we? in life we just practice but it's something I'm really conscious on all the time so in answer to the question, what I do to switch on or off like that is firstly switch into myself because I think, you know, I, I teach my, I don't know if we've talked about this, but I, I teach a lot of patients and people that see me this too is to, you know, it's an, and it's an ethos of the staff at Human Health is to switch back into ourselves because if we're focused too much on outside ourselves, you won't even know you need a wee. And if you haven't taken oh, a yeah. wee for a few hours, we all know that feeling of stress that starts to build physically. Yeah, know? it's weird how... We're essentially an animal that people get so disconnected from their bodies. Like I was saying to you the other day when I saw you that I know when I'm 
about ready for my adjustment because I'll be like, oh, I yeah. feel funny. And then I check my calendar and I'm like, oh, I'm seeing Tom next week. Yep. And it's weird because I've like learned to know the signs for it. But yeah, that moment where you get in flow, you get busy or something happens and then you're like, oh, I've had a headache for two hours. Or yeah, I need a wee and I haven't been to the loo. I haven't eaten. I couldn't, That never happens to me. I'm always eating. But yeah, bizarre. It's, and so, you know, I was talking about symptoms versus function. And so would you say, if I ask you a question, do you think that since you've been having chiropractic, are you more likely to get in touch needing an adjustment if you've been stressed and you're feeling tense, you know, gentle symptoms and awareness oh, yeah, versus sure. I actually can't move my back. And oh, no. A lot of pain sort of thing. But that's the thing for me. It's preventative. And yeah. like all, like we're talking about switching off or connecting to yourself. For me, all of that is about doing things that make me feel better long term. Not I've broke my leg, I should see a doctor. Or yeah. I can't move my back, I should go to the chiropractor. It's more about... I'm going to go to the gym because it makes me feel good long term. I'm going to go to the car because it makes me feel good long term. So yeah. that's it for me. Um, and like you say, a daily struggle to remember to do all these things and juggle it all. But yeah. And, you, you know, I think you, what, you know, your current care plan too, of, you know, mm. once a month, et cetera, unless you feel anything else, is perfect people. because And it's, it's something I talk about as well is how it's extremely affordable. A lot of people naturally assume that, you know, something like chiropractic and this kind of primary healthcare private service is very expensive mm. as well as is it going to help me um and i say to people well, actually you know we would talk about in the practice how the minimum that people probably come is once a quarter and that works out to 70p a day and i think you know everyone should have 70 less than a coffee yeah less than a coffee so once a month we work out to you know cut two pounds a day and still we know, less than a coffee yeah <laughs> And we know that we only need, you know, or we don't even need it, but we will enjoy a coffee, right? Most people do. So we know that the average life of a coffee is 12 hours in your blood system. So if you have one or two, if you're buying it past midday, that's still in your blood system at nighttime and affecting your sleep and recovery and therefore your performance the following day, fulfilling your purposes. So I would say enjoy that first coffee, make sure it's good quality. If you really want another one, go for it. But after that, reprioritize that money into health, gym, Whatever, whatever is your values in life. Um, so. That's interesting, isn't it? I like that. Yeah, I think in really weird ways. You do, <laughs> but, but they I'm work for me. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> but so apart from taking those moments, whether that's kind of in the car before you go in the house or whatever it is to kind of reconnect, is there anything you, is there a place or an activity or anything that when you do it, you think, I feel the most me, I feel the most connected to yeah. just being Tom? What's so, that? So two things for me, there's people and places. So... People now, you know, topically, Georgie and Freddie, you know, to be with them, I, I obviously just go completely into ease, you know, even when I'm already getting quite good at doing my diapers. Um, good for you, good man. <laughs> like to hear that. Places wise for me is nature, always has been nature uh, since I was a child. And even growing up in West Sussex, my childhood was spent either traveling often away on trips with my dad or in the summer coming back to Jersey. So a Jersey had a place in my heart before we actually moved here. Oh, and particularly St. Wands, because a lot of my family lived there. So I didn't, we didn't think, my sister and I, that there was um, a Jersey outside of St. Wands. <laughs> when you go there, that, that village. And so, I love that. Um, so for people outside of Jersey, St. Wands is a parish in Jersey where there's a beautiful beach. And so the water for me, you know, I like to surf, I like to go out for walks, get swimming, paddle boarding, etc. And to be honest, even if I'm not in the ocean, even if I can just be near, near it, it, that helps. And a quick dip. Sometimes at work in the summer, if I'm really busy, 
if I can just literally, people think I'm really odd. They're enjoying their day off down at the beach. You're and you see in? some random bloke just go in, swim out about 50 meters and come back and run back up the beach. But that's enough. Putting your shirt, your tie on, ready to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. Up you go. But if it and works for you. Food. So those, those are my two really that helps me feel calm. Obviously, I get adjusted. You know, I get chiropractic yeah. care. It'd be weird if you didn't, wouldn't it, Tom? Let's exactly. Go. So I get checked most weeks. Um, and, and keep on top of it. Obviously, what I do is a physical job as well as concurrent stresses. Uh, I do a lot of meditation, um, which has been a really pivotal part of my journey too. Um, I, I, you know, I do enjoy more relaxed movements and things like Pilates and yoga. But you know, I go through peaks and troughs of prioritizing that. Hmm. You know, so, but I always just make sure that movement in general, along with some like meditation, you know, tuning into myself. Um, and passive care which is what we call chiropractic having something done on your body you can't do to yourself mm. even if i go and grab a massage really important yeah oh it sounds like you're me. focusing on it which is good the amount of people that have come in when i've asked this question on the series lots of people have said well oh, that's something i don't take time for well, and it, it makes me sad yeah i probably don't do it to honest to the um, the level that i wish so most people yeah probably you could look always at do what it i do and be like you're a psycho you know and i am but <laughs> i really value it so really i should be doing even more, more yeah. but um i feel like that it's addictive you know mm. you know i mean you know from the feeling of being adjusted mm. apart from the fact of if you have been having a headache and you feel it calm down you feel lighter you feel more awake more alive and that's about connection because we know that when you get adjusted the nerve communication yeah. to your brain increases and the frontal cortex which understands the front of your brain your awareness your behavior of your body that becomes more aware. Um, so it's good all round. Yeah, exactly. Brain and body. I love it. I don't think I could ever stop now, though. That's the problem. <laughs> Forevermore. Um, so we've talked a lot about kind of you and what you do. Um, but obviously you've built a really successful business. Like oh, I, thank you. I remember it starting and it's doing so well. It's doing so amazingly well. But it's hard to go from, like, you went to uni, you did your qualification, you obviously worked for other people, and then you've built this business. If you had anybody, any relationships along the way that have kind of supported you and helped you to get to that point with your business? So whether Hugely. Yeah. You know, so jumping, connecting to what we talked earlier with my dad, you know, that was a really pivotal point of realisation in my early 20s of that relationship that I'd had and not had mm. and so I always naturally sought out mentors and people male father-like figures who could give me a helping hand mm. and point me in the right way um and and you know I had some really helpful people even if it was just from a personal point of view as opposed to business mm. so in answer to your question yes yeah I've had some incredible a number of mentors from when I graduated and I said that I'd never move back to Jersey and I was at this you know international conference um for the World Federation of Our Profession in, in, in South Africa, uh, in Durban, and this guy that was heading up our profession at the time, I didn't know what to do with my job offers I was getting, and I just went up to him and said, can I ask a question? Well, what should I do? Oh, we went for a random man. Hello. Cup, of, cup of tea, and, and he was instrumental, and so we chatted for a while. Um, and there's a couple of people that never, never charged me, especially when I was in a position not to, which is great, you know, and I, and I, I think everyone should reach out. I think asking for help is a really important thing. 100%. You can never know. You will never know anything. And someone once told me, never be coached, mentored, or given instruction for someone who won't take it or doesn't actually take it themselves. Oh, 100%. Um, and the other thing someone told me is when you can afford 
to pay for advice, choose carefully and pay mm-hmm. for it because you value it so much more. And so when a lot of my friends were graduating and getting themselves into, you know, fairly good jobs and, and, and enjoying themselves vocationally, they were buying houses. I was traveling around the world, spending all my money on courses and, and you know, continuing professional development um, and mentorship because I thought, you know, that was just my game plan was invest in myself and my knowledge now um, so that in the future I can actually reinvest that and build a business and help myself further. And I'm sure at some point after renting, I'll get that buying house. Yeah, precisely. You know, just a slightly different set of priorities um, and, and unconventional. But, you know, for me, that that's worked. And, uh, and another one of my high values is learning and teaching and stuff. So and you, you can tell that because, you know, when I talk to any of your team as well, they're all the same. So you obviously seek out people yeah. who want to know things. And like, I don't know if they've told you this, but most of the guys that work at Human Health have been patients. How funny. <laughs> yeah. In fact, all of them right now. Um, and you know, we and, and that isn't exclusive. We don't just go, okay. You can't work here unless you're If you're in a, we we've identified you as someone, uh, you know, through interviewing all the people. And I think the reason is exactly what you said before. You feel the results. If you feel the results, you can advocate it. And once you have an interest in it, you can learn. And they all love learning about you know the science of chiropractic, health in general, because as you know, we do more than just chiropractic. And how people can help themselves and that's part of our vision is to really have the chiropractic assistants and, and and the team at human health educating people because there's so much knowledge that we have and so many ways we can help people that at the moment since opening three and a half years ago we've been restricted to because as you know yourself at the moment with the business you know you're just busy all the time yeah there's only so far it's, it's hard to keep scaling isn't it you have to kind of constantly yeah. reassess that and, and and to be honest that's been a massive part of our journey at the moment is consolidation um you know and and that again is another personal value of mine is quality and connection with what i'm doing i can't just jump onto the next thing as much as i love growth it's like food i'm a massive foodie i will always go for quality and i'm not just talking mission star you know you know i was really privileged the last couple of years to have a couple of great mentors in um milan and como the guys that set up ac milan football teams research labs um, and, and quite famous chiropractors in our profession and they're just phenomenal guys one of them unfortunately passed away pizza a few months ago um, uh, sadly and, and anyway I was traveling there quite a bit and there's a restaurant there which a friend of mine and I found off the cuff locals only you go in and everything stops oh they'll stare football screens you? of that day's you know or that week's soccer on the tv and stuff and and you kind of walk in and you knock a couple of heads you know <laughs> say hello uh, in Italian, of course, ciao. <laughs> yeah, it's an easy one. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then you sit and they just have three things on the menu. Oh, I love places like that. Yeah, just like a small calzone, mama's homemade lasagna, and tiramisu. And at this point, you'll see my eyes light up. Uh, That's like my dream night out. Yeah. And my dream. Drink choices, though, no wine. Only uh, ales and IPAs and that sort of stuff, craft beer and whiskey. Nothing else. Oh, it's like heaven. Yeah. Really quirky. So um, so anyway, so bringing that back to it, for me, it's about quality. So consolidation is so important. And a, a mentor of mine, you know, always has taught me, you know, the X, Y journey of going from X to Y in a business. There's a lot of quicksand between those two points. And those points, that goal might be small or it might be large, you know, international expansion, mm. or it might just be actually seeing three more people a day. 
but if you don't consolidate and have what you need first in like a firm foundation, you can't make that move. Um, and, and I give myself and have given myself a lot of wake up calls with that too. And it's interesting what you say about quality, because I think you're right. People think that to provide quality, you have to spend more, pay more, do more. Yeah. It's not always the case. Like the lasagna, sometimes it's just about doing something the best you could ever do it. Yeah. Isn't it? Exactly. And you'll remember that. I'm sure you. every time and you go there, you're like, it's given that. to you. Yeah. You, you know, and that's something I try. You might correct me. But we try and <laughs> do human health is, you know, the service of you like the lasagna. It might be incredible. But if it's slapped down in front of you and walked away or you ask a question about it uh, and can you have some more? Yeah. You know, and it's not answered well, then that really affects your, your experience. Perception, doesn't it? yeah. Um, and therefore your connection to to that service or that product because it's the whole the whole package isn't it you don't just buy something because of the thing it is you buy it because of the way you get it and how it works and how it makes you feel and what you think about it and yeah all those things exactly you've talked a lot about values you've mentioned a few times yeah that's a value that's a value and i don't know many people that that are so obviously connected to their values where do you think that comes from for you is that something that's like is that a family thing is that um, normal or is that just something that's for you to be quite honest it just comes and i think a lot of young males in our generation need to be okay with this it comes from not knowing yourself it comes from living a life of automation where you're making choices and you obviously know you know you like food you like you, you know some basic values but you don't consciously connect um and it's a massive, I think it's a massive issue in our communities for psychological health because people mm. go off on huge tangents, um, you know, and, and causing a lot of damage to themselves when actually they didn't have to. Yeah. And, and that's where that kind of mentorship and things like that kind of kick in too, as well as seeking help. And so a lot of people with values, um, you know, think of, I won't steal. Yeah. You know, I won't kill anyone, etc. The Ten Commandments, basically. Exactly. And, and, you know, that's really not values. There's a guy called Dr. John Martini, who's a human behavior analyst um, and researcher who was originally a chiropractor, funny enough. Um, it's funny, two of the top guys that I have learned a lot from in, in different areas of things that I utilize for myself, both were originally chiropractors. So it's funny, we've obviously got quite strange minds in the way we branch out. But anyway, John Martini talks a lot about our value systems and the fact that um, humans have on average about seven high values, um, okay. which is the way that we automatically prioritize our resources. It's your time, energy, and money. And if you look at your life, whether it be books you like reading, the way you spend your money, time, and energy, you'll quickly start to see that there's certain things that you value. And then the secret to, secret to happiness actually becomes a lot easier because as soon as you realize what those things are, you just start to place your values more and more in your life. And that doesn't mean make it easy. There's still going to be challenges on the way, of course, and ups and downs, but it means that the, the journey is going to be a lot more gratifying because you're actually doing stuff that you're connecting to. Yeah, you're, um, you're aiming for stuff that you know will make you feel centred and better rather than flying off looking for that thing because you've already established what it is. Exactly. And can I geek out on that? You can. Go for it. So the reason why I get really excited about it is the connection to the science too. And you know, in human health, I talk a lot about the stress response, mm. calming your body and being centered and, and putting your environment in a state that's not going to continually put you into that flight and fight. 
Well, if you follow your values, you're more likely to be in a parasympathetic state, which is the rest and digest, the karma side of your body. So you're not going to be as stressed and your diet choices are probably going to be better. And whatever form of movement you like, you're probably more likely to start doing that movement. Um, and so the in our genetics, there's a, there's a part in our gene called your telomere, which is the outside. So a lot of your genes are exactly the same for most humans and most animals. But the telomeres are the, you know, the part which is your individual to you. Okay. So this is where everyone's values will be different. And the if we take that part telos, the ancient translation of that from the Greek um, wording is purpose. So that's why I talk a lot about purpose too. Um, and so you're, it's just it's funny for me that and Di Martini talks a lot about this that your telomeres and therefore your telos and your purpose and your values are connected. So therefore, when you do seek and prioritize your values in your life, guess what happens to your physiology and your body? You end up producing hormones that more represent endorphins, oxytocin, and your muscles calming down and relaxing because psychologically you're more in gratitude and you're more happy and you, therefore you make better decisions. So mm. for me, it's like it's such a simple thing that if it were taught in schools to a basic standard, you know, I think it make a lot of people happier in their life. So it's something, again, at Human Health, we try and bring that part into it. And whilst we're not psychotherapists and we refer for specific emotional work, covering that basis um, is really important. Well, it's the idea, isn't it, that we're often really guilty of thinking of our body as one thing and our mind as something else. And, you know, even that term, mental health. Mm. Oh, no, I'm fine. Why is it, why is it <laughs> mental health? Why is it not just health? Yeah. Your brain is part of your body, guys. It's yeah. all one thing. <laughs> exactly. And segmentalizing it. Yeah, we think of mental illness, mental health conditions. Yeah, and, and it's scary. because it's Different seems... to kind of physical health conditions or physical illnesses, which yeah. we're all one thing, aren't we? Exactly. Um, Interesting. I love this. We could geek out for hours, but we're not going to because otherwise yep, yep. we'll never be able to edit this down. So, talked a bit about how you got to where you are. We've talked a bit about kind of what's going on now. But what about the future? Have you got anything, have you got any big, exciting goals on the horizon? Like personally or professionally, either one. Or personally, you know, we did things differently to most people on the fact that we had a baby before we got married. <laughs> and, yeah, I was making the ring for Georgie and having an engagement ring made um, when we found out. And... And suddenly, so this little guy's got a lot of explaining to do one day. <laughs> so we were just, you know, naturally, we ended up switching things around. And then just in wanting to focus time with Freddie this year, we, we were going to have it. We were going to get married at the end of this year. And we were like, you know, let's wait to 2021 and do it then. Um, so that's a personal plan, you know, for the future. And, and, and also just prioritizing, spending more and more time with myself. Naturally, being busy the last three and a half years in setting up a business and getting it going, we're really still in that infancy stage and there's so much I want to do so that I always think there's a links, there's a synergy personally and professionally mm. that has to link up and should link up. Um, and, and, and to be honest, I want to get that right. It's an art that I want to work on more myself. So I'm, that's something personally for me. Professionally, I can't talk a lot about, you know, in terms of some things in the pipeline. Oh, but it sounds like there on. are. So that's exciting. Yeah. So there's there's a sub-brand connected to human health that I'm working on at the moment. Um, there is a book in the pipeline for human health to go um, te along better. with teaching the stuff that we we you know, talk about and that we teach with people. Um, emphasizing on kind of waking up the population on, on the key points that we need to be focusing on. Like some of the things we discussed, even down to water and spinal health. 
um, and how to make that affordable in your life. Um, and part of the sub-brand uh, is all to do with education and being a human, essentially. And uh, and a part of that is a podcast too. So I'm hoping Yay! you'll be able to give me some good tips. I'll have to too. get you hooked up with Chris, whose studio this is as well. Yeah, this he is can a, definitely it's a really, you. really good place to do it. And so when you're... Obviously some big, big goals there, big things happening, getting yeah. married, kind of balancing, having a new family and... Yeah. business and some big things for the business dad. yeah all that stuff how do you kind of stay on track with your goals is there anything you do to kind of keep connected to what you're aiming for yeah so just you know how most people would review their business finances so like we have our bookkeeper make us a monthly dashboard mm. and i can just look at that in a snapshot i'm not naturally an accountancy person you but i know i am yeah. keeps me on track um and and helps me keep organized so our values constantly change in life and adapt and so do our roles and our purposes. So people often set goals and don't review them. And so something I've always learned is that our goals should constantly be connected with a very clear intention of what you want and what you're trying to achieve with your values and to an elevated emotion. And, okay. and so I, I do those things a lot through meditation and visualization that's you know not as trip as it might sound like with candles and whale music it really might be a guided meditation or just going for a walk you know sitting down somewhere etc swimming um you know or sometimes it might just be actually meditating and focusing and, and the science really states that if you bring up an elevated emotion of what you're going to experience when you have that goal mm. so let's say it might be contentment gratitude happiness you change the physiology the brain chemicals mm. your hormones into that state and if you're focusing on the clear intention in alignment to your values, something called the reticular activating system in your brain, which puts awareness of things in your life, will start to make you aware each day of the things that are important to get you to those steps. So it might be a decision you need to make, an email you need to create, something you need to buy, but you start to reprioritize your life in that way. So in answer to your questions, that's a blended technique that I sort of have created through the various things that I've learned that I use and I use it in all seven areas of life, really, from business right through through to you know mental, physical, vocational, familial, relational, etc., and financial, um, and mm. to constantly review my you know goals, and you know, and, and most of the time you're not on track. No. Most of the time you're way behind where you thought it would be, but again you're like, okay, well, have I made progress? Or you get distracted. Yep. You kind of find yourself, you're like, why have I gone off over there when that was what we were aiming for? And you have to kind of get yourself back, don't you? To... Yeah, exactly. Um, it's interesting. So, yeah, that, that's that's a way for me that I find really useful and everyone has their own different ways. Mm. I'm sure you've got yours too. Yeah, oh, I, I love a manifestation. I love a vision board. Yeah, like actually having your yeah. pictures on there. That's something I'm a, trying to do at the moment, actually. I have a wall in my house. And I've got a battle board next to my desk. I can't. I need to see it. So oh, my things that. are big, big things that I can look at and yep. write all over and just throw around the room when I get annoyed with them. And you can then you can measure too, right? Yeah. And you can know where you are on that journey too. Mm. So one of my, you know, you asked about big goals, yeah, and, and there are some big goals there and those plans and the sub brand and things that we're working on, which are really exciting for the future. My biggest one right now, to be honest, is consolidation in making that move because. Right now, that I've really put my whole heart, soul, finances, etc., into human health and where we are, and I'm so proud of the whole team or where we've got to. Um, just locally in Jersey, yes, we might have 
collaborated with a practicing in Amsterdam and together we've evolved, we've taken the branding and the systems there and they've utilized it and grown 40% in a year, Amazing. which is all great stuff. But we've got a, there, there is a mission. It's not, we're not just selling Coca-Cola as I yeah. say to the staff. We are helping people. And we're, as you said yourself about chiropractic, we're taking a service that most people don't even know exists, mm. that they would probably like in their life if they knew it existed and they knew they could afford it. And we're trying to communicate that to people. And so people like yourself, your help is so valued. Because it <laughs> Can helps I tell everyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, in referrals and your work professionally. <laughs> I literally send everyone to Tom. <laughs> For good reason. So locally, we would, you know, we've actually, which is really exciting. I got a phone call last night to say that we've just got our licenses approved from the States oh, to really? employ people not from Jersey. So our, our, our business plan really is based around getting local people back into the business. But what's the problem? How many chiropractors are there that are locally trained, or lo not locally trained, but locals, yeah, trained living abroad, here, yeah. that want to live in Jersey and be part of something special? Um, and there's some great people that have graduated that aren't in Jersey at the moment that hopefully will do, and some that will in a few years' time. But for us, you know, we've our biggest obstacle in growth in Jersey and helping the community more has been basically chiropractors. Yeah. Because I could have doubled in size the last couple of years and helped a lot more people on the island, where we've restricted our growth a lot because of that reason. Yeah, because it's, it's not like um, any. Anyone can just wander in and be like, oh, "I'll be a chiropractor." Exactly. <laughs> you have you have to have someone the actually asked us the other day. They're like, "So the with the other chiropractor that's working with you, I mean, she she fully qualified?" <laughs> no, we just let, like, we let her do those she things. She did a weekend course, and I've taught her a couple of things. <laughs> yeah, we just um, let her. We've just set her loose. She's watched the movies with the guys cracking the necks, <laughs> things like that. So, poor um, Lauren, that so, is not what's happened. Not at all. <laughs> so you know, for anyone listening, yeah, there is you know five years of education as a chiropractor. You, you graduate as a um, Doctor of Chiropractic, the, the M Chiro, Masters of Chiropractic, etc. And most people generally think that you, a lot of people think that you don't have that level of education, um, which is good to let people I know. would not be letting you anywhere near cracking my neck or doing <laughs> any of the things you do to me if you hadn't been to school a long time, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, right. anyway, so that was a massive win for us, was getting those across Yeah, the amazing. So we can actually start helping more people. What good news. I love that. And we always finish off by asking our guests, are there any relationships, any connections in your life at the minute that in the next year you'd like to do better with, invest in more? Lots. Lots. Just pick one or two. That's tough. Hard, <laughs> that's it? like that's like a question of what's your favourite movie or <laughs> what's your favourite food? My head's just gone, poof. The relationships look obviously for me, bringing it back to Frederick and, yeah. and Georgie, spending time with those guys not only is good for me, but it's just what I want to do and the depth of a relationship. So, as you said about you know connections, is it's about connections and life and creating networks. So professionally, there's a couple of people I'd like to connect with. So we're creating an advisory board for human health. Something I've always prioritised is getting the literally you know, the best, the most knowledgeable people on the planet that I can get my hands on, and just going teach me, you know, yeah, teach me what you know, so I can try and improve as much as possible. 
and, and bring to the table for human health the best quality service we can provide to the community. And our aim was really to have a centre of excellence in Jersey. So I'm going about creating those connections and setting up that advisory board so we know that we're getting the best advice possible for our growth and for our techniques, etc. Um, personally, as I said, yeah, it's Georgia and Frederick and the depth of that connection in relationship, which when you're busy, you can, I think, a mistake I've observed and my patients have, um, I've observed in my patients, and a lot of them have told me they feel it's a mistake in their life, is through being so go, 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 and busy in our lifestyles, missing out on that. Pass it by, yeah. And, you know, please, you know, pull me up on it if I ever go against this, but that's a priority for me, is actually, you know, creating depth in that relationship with them. Oh, and he's so little. You've got so much amazing time to come. Yeah, oh, I'm so excited for you. And it's been great to talk to you. But yeah. before you go, I... How do our listeners find out more about human health, more about you, more about what you're doing? Where can they find you? So the quickest thing for people to do is to go online, www.humanhealthcenter.com. Um, and there's, you know, at the moment, there's a bunch of information. There's some blogs. Um, there's a way, there's an email. If anyone wants to just ask a question, anything to do with anything we've talked about, chiropractic, human health, um, just please email us at hi, hi at humanhealthcenter.com. Um, and we will, if the, even if it's somewhere abroad, etc., needs to get in touch with the practice in Amsterdam, we can help them out. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. And you've got, you're on social media as well, so they can social find media. you, Human Health, on yeah, social media. Humanhealthcenter.com or, yeah, or anything on social media. Fantastic. Well, Tom, it's been amazing to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah, well done. This is incredible. And thank you so much for having me to talk about connection. It's been, yeah, really good experience. And it feels like I've gone out of the bubble I've been in. <laughs> The changing, baby bubble. Having cuddles and changing nappies <laughs> to do something incredible. So, yeah, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> My ears oh, get really hot wearing I know, yeah, me too. Turn I that hope that was enough tangents for you. Perfect, love a tangent. That's what I want. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. You can tune in every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher for the next free episode. And why not subscribe so you don't miss out? If you like it, then don't forget to leave us a five-star review because they really do help. And head over to Instagram at ink underscore blot underscore creative to carry on the conversation. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget to stay connected. Stay connected.